Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about how accountability will help you to quadruple your ability to successfully implement the necessary changes to return back to superb sleep. So two weeks ago, we had a chat about how important it is if you're in a bad state when it comes to your sleep right now to be able to successfully implement change because no change, no change, right? So (laughs) that's kind of clear. But uh, today, I'm going to show you that one single thing that will help you to follow through. So if you're feeling as a victim of your circumstances at the moment, feel stuck or frustrated because you start to uh, change things and you fall off the cliff, then today, after implementing this very, very simple and easy thing to implement, actually, you will feel empowered, motivated and in control again. And that's where we want to be. So basically, you can imagine accountability to be, what, what, what is accountability? Let's start off like that. Accountability is just that you share what you want to do. So you identified a change that will be helpful for your sleep. You know that it's good for you. And now you ask somebody, a friend, a colleague, somebody out of your family. It doesn't matter. You could ask a stranger, but that's, of course, you wouldn't ask a stranger probably. But you ask somebody to keep yourself accountable. So you share your intention of change with this person. So let's say, I'm just going to take a simple example. You're going to avoid TV the last hour before you go to bed. So you're going to share this intention of change with somebody and ask this person, him or her, to check that you really do that. So he or she is going to phone you, ring you up once a day, uh, going to send you a WhatsApp message, uh, an email, whatever. You're going to agree on the conditions, how you are going to be kept accountable. And this is super powerful. So you can imagine this to work like an amplifier. I'm going to come to why this is so powerful in just a minute. But this is like an amplifier. So you've got that core motivation. Typically, when we start change, uh, things uh, go something like this. You know, we we, uh, know we want to change something, a new year's resolution, whatever. We, We pick one thing we want to change. Then we start highly motivated. And then that motivation drops over the next couple of days. You know, the excitement drops, the motivation drops. And at some point, um, our motivation can drop so low that we just don't follow through anymore. At some point, we will be able to follow through again, taking our willpower, using our willpower. I did a podcast about how to effectively use willpower a while ago. So uh, that can, you know, be used to restart your engine. But things can just be hard and you cannot rely on your engine starter uh, to keep your motivation high, to keep you falling through. So you need to do other things. Another thing that could happen is that an event occurs that's just real life. You know, we plan to do something, then a life gets in our way. We uh, don't do it uh, for a day or two. And then kind of this self-talk starts to evolve. Oh, I don't really have to do that. I'm not going to be able to do it. It's too exhausting, whatever. And uh, we're done too. So what actually happens when we are and keep accountable to others 
is that we have a core motivation because this accountability theme is just so baked into our genes. It's the thing that, you know, on a negative perspective, we would call it social pressure. It's super important for us what others think of us and that we're reliable to others and so on. So this will bring a core motivation with us that will take our need to use that willpower more often than we should and will also help us to follow through and to keep motivated. So super powerful. This is so powerful that it's part two of a nine-step process that I use in each and every of my coachings. And part two is all about support. And this is an essential part for changing and returning back to superb sleep. So very powerful. So the approach here is very straightforward. Uh, I give you a couple of steps to follow anyway, because even the most simplest process can be screwed up if you do things in the wrong order. So um, step number one would be to identify the thing that you want to change, right? Don't pick two or three, pick one single thing that you want to change. Step number two is to get an accountability partner. Find somebody out of your um, environment that you say, okay, that's going to work. He or she is going to keep me accountable. Ask the person if he or she would do that for you. And I'm sure you're most likely to get a yes here. The third thing is to actually keep accountable. So do the things. And, you know, when you get asked, uh, respond to your accountability partner. And you can also be proactive too. That's even more fun. That's how I do it. You know, if I achieved something, I just drop a WhatsApp message to my accountability partner and say, okay, I did it. Uh, that will give you proud, raise your motivation, and uh, it's just a good thing to do. And step number four is to acknowledge your sleep improvement. So acknowledge that you're doing this, you're doing the thing that you said that you would do. So you're following through on a promise to yourself, which is great. Uh, it's a great state to be in. And the second thing is you're not doing the change because of the change. You're doing it for a reason. So check from time to time, not every day, do it once a week. Uh, are things changing? Is this change that you are implementing here improving your life, improving your sleep quality? Super easy, super straightforward. And I'm sure that you will get this. And to share a little story about uh, accountability and where the power comes from, um, I basically got two things in mind. But the first thing is a personal story that I want to share with you. So a couple of months ago, or last year, it's a year ago, um, <clears throat> I attended a lucid dream retreat on the Holy Isle of Scotland with a guy called Charlie Morley, super fantastic human being and a teacher of lucid dreaming. So I highly recommend if you're interested in that topic. But what I want to tell you is that at some, some point in one day, a small group came together and they wanted to climb the hill of the Holy Isle. So it's got a hill. I'm not even sure how high it is. And um, I'm not super trained when it comes to climbing hills. Uh, and as said, I think we were a group of five or six people. What I didn't know at that point is one of these guys was kind of climbing hills every weekend in Scotland. The other one was a, a sports trainer and coach. Uh, one was on his way to get a, a Buddhist monk, kind of. So um, there, there were a couple of people who were just prepared better to get up that hill because we only had a very na narrow time, time frame. And when we started to march up that hill, 
at some point it got really, really exhausting for me. I was just not used to it. Um, what happened then is you're in a group and I was somewhere in the middle, you know, there were two or three people in front of me, two behind me, and I thought, oh my God, am I going to make my way up that hill? If I would have been on my own, I would have had a break at, you know, some point. And we did have a break as a group, but I would have just stopped. And just stopping would have been like the motivation dropping. It would have been a stop out of a, oh my God, I will not be able to do this. It's too exhausting. I uh, And so on. You know that self-talk. But in this group, what happened was that I thought, oh my God, I have to keep up with these people. If I stop, everybody has to stop. I don't want that to happen. I'm just going to follow this guy relentlessly. I'm going to the guy in front of me, and I'm going to, you know, uh, do all that I can to get up that hill. And even though everybody walks his own hill, so nobody can help you to do the actual change, this was super powerful. And the thing that happened on that way up that hill was what can happen and what you might and hopefully you will experience too, is uh, that at some point you have a little bit of luck too. So uh, at some point I had, uh, you know, when it was really exhausting for me, I got into a tailwind that literally pushed me up the hill. That's how it felt. Of course, I had to do a little bit of walking, but it was so much easier and that kind of rescued me. <laughs> but um, this is just kind of how accountability works in small groups. And if you think about where we're coming from, we used to live in tribes and uh, looking at the evolutionary process, this is not that long ago. And if you live in a small tribe, the tribe has to be able to rely on that. You do the things that you have to do. If you are responsible for getting food for your tribe and you decide to have a swim or to uh, have a, a nap, uh, that can be threatening for the entire tribe. And this is why it's baked into our genes that we want to do and get the acknowledgement from others. Because it's, as a group, as an evolutionary, taking the evolutionary perspective, it's super important to be reliable to others, even more important than to ourselves, sadly. Uh, I always, you know, encourage you to change that. Make things that you want to do really the top-notch priority and uh, take a promise to yourself even even more important than to others. Even if you don't get through that barrier, they'll be maybe more important to you than they are today. And by the way, what we're talking about here, looking back to the tribes, is still true for, for you know, today's life too. It's just a little bit more hidden. If you get into a plane and, uh, you know... <laughs> get yourself brought from A to B, you want to, and you can, rely on that all the people did the work, that the maintenance team did the work, that they didn't, you know, have a nap somewhere uh, uh, between the luggage, that they check every screw that is important for that flight. And um, that's just essentially how it works nowadays. And that is why it is so important for us to be accountable to others, to, you know, um, follow through to be reliable to others. And that's why accountability works so good. So you can decide to um, implement change on your own. That's okay. 
If you do so, if you want to do it yourself and uh, miss out on this big opportunity, then at least go to sleeptrust.eu and download your sleep navigator. It's kind of a, a, a cheat that you can keep account accountable to yourself. But the better choice would be to get supported, follow the four steps, get your accountability partner and make it easier to follow through on change. It's just so um, hard to change at times and we need to get and should get every support that we can and an accountability partner is just a no-brainer from that perspective. Um, if you're not 100% sure what exactly you should be changing right now to improve your sleep quality, then check out sleeptrust.eu. Uh, you will get tons of free inspiration, information all around sleep, and I'm sure that you will find high quality information that relates to you and that you can use to pick exactly what you should be changing right now. Best, register for a free membership. So there's a little registration button on the first page right beside the video on the left-hand side. Click that button, register, and it's free. You'll get a future newsletter. It's not coming right now, but in the next couple of weeks, there will be a newsletter that will inform you about the news podcast, news things about you know sleep science, sleep research. So definitely uh, check out the registration. And there is content that is protected and is only available for uh, members, for basically our Sleep Trust members. So check that out. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. Having an accountability partner is the number one thing you want to do to amplify your motivation for change. Do so by following this simple four-step process, identifying the change that you want to take, get an accountability partner, keeping accountable, and acknowledging your sleep improvement. And with that, it's going to be so much easier to walk your personal sleep improvement hill. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself, that you keep accountable and that you tune in next week when we are going to talk about stretching to sleep, how stretching our bodies will help us to improve our sleep. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast, or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.